everyone. My name is Michelle and welcome to Romcom Weekly. Today, my friend Peter is here and we're talking about the movie Blended. Hello, Peter. Hello, Michelle. How are you? I'm great. I'm so thrilled to talk to you. Me too. Thanks for doing this. Now, thanks for having me. I'm glad uh, I'm glad <laughs> I'm here. I keep listening to your to your uh, podcast and then I'm like, finally, it's my turn now. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. So a few things about this movie. It was released in May of 2014. It's directed by Frank Caracci, written by Ivan Menchel and Claire Sarah. It stars Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. The IMDb.com summary is, after a blind date, a man and a woman find themselves stuck together at a resort for families where their attraction grows as their respective kids benefit from the burgeoning relationship. It has a 6.5 on IMDb, and it made around $128 million at the box office. All right, Peter, what would you rate this movie on a scale from 1 to 10? You know, first of all, let's talk about the Rotten Tomatoes score of 15%. <laughs> I, I think you know, there's a special place in hell for those critics, all right? They're, they're, they're so sensitive and so not woke. You know, in this day and age, you got to be woke, and this movie is woke, okay? So... <laughs> I mean, I don't want to give it 10 because 10 just sounds like I have no other, you know, wisdom or knowledge or experience in my life. <laughs> sure. But I, I, I do think that in, in terms of what this movie brought joy to my life and personally speaking, um, I give it like a 9 out of 10. The closest wow. in the 10, maybe like Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom because it had that, you know, that really <laughs> cute Asian boy in there that I really emulated when I was young. But that's a 9.9. .9, so this is a 9 out of 10. All right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's Indiana Jones and then Blended. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds about right. Yeah. Indiana Jones and Blended. I, I mean, I, I do I have, I have two daughters and a son and I have watched Frozen one and two, like 455 times. Yeah. And Frozen is like wine. It does get better with age. And the, uh, the soundtrack is, is pretty good. I, I, I must admit it's a, uh, it's pretty fire. It's fire. Yeah. It's fire. That's right. Oh boy. Okay. Well, so I'm coming in a little bit I guess I have a hot take. I'm giving this movie like a 5.5 .5 to a 6. Can we end this uh, interview right now? <laughs> is this done? Let's wrap it up here. This is a, uh, no, no, I, I understand. I mean, from a, uh, you know, some outside perspective, I can just see why. But if you allow me, I will share why I like this movie I'm so much. I'm so yeah. excited. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Why did you choose to talk about this film and what is your relationship with it? Oh, I think so. Um, you know, this is pre-pandemic. Uh, you know, we, we like to have people over uh, quite often. Sometimes we, uh, you know, we're busy. So we have couples come over or we have, you know, smaller parties or sometimes bigger parties. And this movie always gets played. And it's just a, it's a nice movie to watch, you know, with a group of friends. It's not something you'd like completely focus on 100%, mm -hmm. but it's, uh, it's got funny parts. And I think it's, a, you know, it's an enjoyable movie. I guess, you know, maybe after the first year or two, people are like, hey, every time we go to Peter's house, does he play Blended? So it's kind of like a thing now where like you go to Peter's house, you're going to watch Blended. He's going to play it for you. And people are, and then, you know, I try to sell it and people are like, oh yeah, it's not, not that funny. At the end, they're like, oh yeah, it's not that bad. But you know, is, is there a way of saying it's amazing? It should have gotten an Oscar. It got stubbed for an Oscar. So, and it's, so basically I kind of relate that movie with just friendship and having friends over. So I, mm. I guess, you know, but people are like, oh, you can do it for any movie. Not really. You can't watch Saul all the time and have people over. So no, um, it's a funny movie and it's got, you know, different character building that the more you watch it, the more you realize it. So you really, mm. if you, if you haven't watched it 85 times or more, like I did, you really shouldn't be able to be allowed to score it. You know, that's what 5.5. <laughs> 
Well, you know, that tracks. Um, I hear you on the fact that it's, you know, it's got kids in it. It's probably one of the more family friendlier films out there. Correct. So I, I get that as well. And I will admit that I haven't seen this movie that many times. So mm-hmm. I did want to make a note that this is the third movie that Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore have done together. Yes. So they did The Wedding Singer in 1998, Fifty First Dates in 2004, and then Blended in 2014. So yes. of the three, I will say that this is the one that I've seen the least. And that probably is why my score is so low, just because I haven't built up that relationship with this movie. Mm-hmm. But I will say it is very funny. It's definitely an escape of a film. And uh, I found myself laughing, but then like hating myself for laughing at certain scenes. But, you know, whatever. It's, can, I, can I ask you a personal question, Michelle? Of course. When you first met Frank the Tank, did you yes. like, oh my gosh, I love this guy. I'm going to marry him. <laughs> right? No, you were like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what do I do? Uh, I'm not ready. But then as you get to know him, you're like, now, you, now you're in love with the guy, right? So it's, it's like this movie. It's, you you got to give it more than 10, 10 plays is what you do. But I love it. I yeah. love that comparison. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're, you're saying I just need to give this, I need to fall more in love with this movie. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, take it out to the dinner, basically. All have, right. Have, have, I'll do that. That's, that's funny. Well, have you seen the other movies that Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler have been in? You know, funny you mentioned, because I was going to tell you that there's a lot of Easter eggs in this movie that it basically goes along with all his their other movies that they've yes. been together. Um, Drew Barrymore sings Somewhere Over the Rainbow to, to the three girls in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's the same song that was at the end of 51st Dates. Right? Yes. And yes. Drew, Mary, Drew Barrymore has a dance in the end credits from a scene which just like never, never been kissed. So it's... It's it's all it's all in there. This is you know it's a relationship. It's it's basically as you watch this movie, you're watching Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler career progress. Yeah, they're they're growing up together. Exactly for cinematic excellence that no one appreciates, <laughs> especially the Oscar committee. Is this your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. I well, I did really like Happy Gilmore a lot too. Mm. Yeah, Billy Madison's good too, but I, I would say this one in terms of family friendly and just laughs this one was it's probably my favorite yeah yeah that makes sense i just i wanted to make a note so in the other films that i've talked about with adam sandler and drew barrymore i i uh i talk a lot about adam sandler's career mm-hmm. and i kind of envy his career to be honest with you like he can put out these like ridiculous outrageous movies and no one will care and they'll still watch it Correct, they yeah. maybe you know be given a 15 percent on rotten tomatoes but i don't think I don't think Adam Sandler cares at all. He's just making movies for the fun of it. And in this movie, he gets to go to Africa with like maybe his favorite people in the world. And he's playing basketball and he's riding ostriches. And he's just like, it seems like he's just having the time of his life. And I envy him for that. No, you're you're absolutely correct. And I think Adam Sandler is at, at this point in his career where it's basically he can just make movies and it's just for his own enjoyment. And I think someone told me, I'm not sure this is true or not, that he does, he picks these places so he can go on vacation. So he brings his whole family. <laughs> right. What's that, what's that movie with Jennifer Aniston that he was in? I, and they were in... Um, just Go and, With It in exactly, Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 yep, exactly that one. And then there's another one with Jennifer Aniston with the detective movie or something. They were like in... Um, uh, somewhere in like the Mediterranean, and yeah, uh, murder mystery, the yes. Netflix movie. Yes, uh, I I admit I don't remember where it takes place, uh, but yes, yeah. it was like a destination. Yep, he goes on vacation, and this mm-hmm. was a vacation trip. He brings the whole family, and you could see um his wife sometimes does cameos in the movies too. So it's exactly. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. He's just living the life. And I think we should all aspire to just live large like Adam Sandler. You know who it reminds me of? And maybe you, you remember Stephen Chow, the uh, Asian American actor? Stephen Chow. He was in uh, Shaolin Soccer. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, um, I don't really remember, yeah. but please go on. Well, since you know we're in the uh, the, the AAPI month, <laughs> ding. <laughs> um, it's it's very similar because he did the guy could just make movies and it could be crap, but people love it because it's mm. him. You know, they watch it for for him, not because of what the they're silly movies. But I, I'll still watch it. My wife thinks he's stupid, but <laughs> but uh, I love it, and he doesn't care. Like you ever watch? You ever see him on on the red carpet? He just wears like. A bunch of Reeboks or Nikes and these long shorts and these big oversized t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. he really doesn't care. Yeah. And I like really, again, envy him for his zero cares given. Yeah. And and he ages well too. And he, you know, he's very smart in what he says. And mm-hmm. even this day and age, I think he, you know, knock on wood, hasn't done anything. You know, he stays out of the negative spotlight of Hollywood too. Yeah, I think inherently he's, he puts out a lot of movies that are about family and mm-hmm. love and in a very positive way. He always makes himself the doofus, like yeah. the idiot, which I guess makes it relatable or more enjoyable because he is the idiot. But then he's the one that also just kind of, I don't know, matures throughout the movie. Correct. Yeah. So we're rooting for him all the time. Yeah. So what are some other things you like about this movie? Well, let's talk about the uh, the, the poster picture, the one where they're in Africa and he's wearing that jacket. It's a pretty nice jacket. That's actually a um, very good jacket. It's like 400 bucks on J. Crew. And not going to lie, I have a similar jacket just like that because I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool looking jacket. And if, <laughs> if Adam Sandler can pull it off and make it look good, then, so I have a similar jacket just like that. Um, yeah, it's, I don't think it's anything with the movie, but I just want to let you know how much I've invested in this film. So I, uh, I, I see that. I, I see yeah. that. Um, I'm sorry. Your question was what else I like about this movie, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I also got to give it for Adam Sandler is that he does in his own cast. He casts a lot of people that are his friends mm-hmm. that it's consistently like he, he, he puts them in and it's nice. You know, if I was Adam Sandler's friend, he does that. He, he gets new people, but he also makes sure he takes care of his friends and just like exactly. grown-ups one or two, right? He always has the same cast. He's got his, you know, Chris Rock. Um, and mm-hmm. then in this movie, he's got Mufana who's in different couple of movies. Shaq is, is, is yes. in other movies. Um, Kevin Nealon, you know, his buddy from, I think his SNL days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's very, uh, he, he watch, he looks out for others and, you know, and I feel like, you know, that, that saying, you know, you rise by lifting up others. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, um, I really do appreciate that part. And I think he's, he's grounded in that sense. So I, I kind of like that. Now the movie, well, like a movie, I, I, I think it's, um, it's pretty contemporary. There are actually blended vacations that exist, actually. I did not mm. know that. And so it's just, um, you know, it's a character development on just kids and how they, they, they need family, they need parents. And and then Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore going from not hating each other to really understanding more of each other and their background and falling in love. And I think it makes it, it's it's comedic because you got Terry Crews, which I actually, I love Terry Crews. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> His pecs oh, are there. Cruz, yes. Yeah. So I think it's he's got the right cast, and Mufana is actually my one of my favorite characters too. Yeah, he's just, yeah. He's just coming out of nowhere and says says funny stuff. And <laughs> one person I I'm not crazy about is Bella Thorne. Um, I, mm. I do I actually didn't know about her until I didn't know she was like a model until I you know you had to look up on the cat on the on the casting. 
I mean, I know her before, so I'm going to say that this movie made her who she is right now. Um, however, as a parent of two daughters, I want to know Bella Thorne, if you listen to this. <laughs> where are your pants? Where is the rest of your pants? Where is your shirt? Where you were attacked in the jungle and you lost, like, put some clothes on, girl. So Bella Thorne, um, who plays Larry, yeah. or Hillary, who is Adam Sandler's oldest daughter in this movie, yeah, uh, I had never heard of her or seen her before until this movie. I th- Thank you. I think exactly. she was a Disney star. Yeah. And I, I think she was good in this movie. And I, I have to admit, I haven't seen anything else of hers after this. So this is really my only knowledge of Bella Thorne. But I think yeah. she's she's kind of in the, like, she's a not controversial, but for a young Disney star, there's a lot of scrutiny. And I think that there's been some things that people have scrutinized her for. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, it's probably rough going from Disney to this. And so, you know what, Bella, if you're listening, forgive me. I'll, I'll be praying for you. That's all. <laughs> That's all. You can come over for dinner. We can watch Blended. I love it. Yeah, this movie is ridiculous. It's so yeah. outrageous. It is wholesome, though, I will say, and in terms of Adam Sandler movies. I did get like a lot of warm feelings. It's mm-hmm. heavy on the messages of family and how messy families can be, which I really, really liked. And yeah, the whole concept of a blended family vacation, I... Never thought of it, but it makes so much sense that that exists out in the world. Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler, to me, they always have great chemistry. Even though I don't think the script is super strong, I I really enjoy seeing them on film. But I think the difference between this film and the other ones that they've done together is that this one is, to me at least, it feels a lot more heavy on the ensemble. Mm -hmm. They're kids. And then like Kevin Nealon and his second wife and then the kid, like there's a lot more screen time for other characters versus the wedding singer and 51st dates. I think it's a lot more just the two of them. No, I think that's a great point. I think, and especially being a parent now of three kids, like, you know, these movies, maybe it it does kind of touch me a little more because you're you're seeing these Mm -hmm. kids and their needs. And, you know, there's there's issues at school, you know, one's playing, has issues with baseball. Another one, you know, does need a mother figure at times. And it kind of, you know, it's nice to see that these kids are getting what they need through the, through this set of parents. So it's, right. I, I think it did touch me like, oh, like these kids are loved and respected and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's cute. Like there's that bathroom scene where Drew Barrymore uh, helps, I think the youngest daughter. Um, and then Adam Sandler helps with, with the baseball, with, with, with hitting the ball and eye contact. And so it's mm-hmm. just, I think it's, it's, it's heartwarming in, in that instance. And I, I do appreciate that. Yeah. I feel like we're just going to talk about Adam Sandler in this movie as Adam Sandler. Their character names, by the way, are Jim and Lauren. But yeah, the other random cameos, I made a note of 10 Second Tom, who's in 51st yes. States. Yep. It's so quick. I loved that little wink and a nod. And then Adam Sandler also, he has Dan Patrick in this movie, once again, who is in a lot of his other movies. I think he, he was an ESPN sportscaster. He plays Dick, who is his boss at the end. Mm-hmm. Dick's Sporting Goods, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then one more was George from The Wedding Singer. Yeah. Uh, he's at the end of this movie playing the piano behind the sportscaster girl who happened to be Adam Sandler's real life daughter. Yep. He's on vacation, basically. Yeah. Exactly. He's, he, he's his doing some movies for vacation. And he's got one of his daughters named Espen, right? From ESPN. I think I that, that, that. that, yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and I also did like that, like the whole time that Mufana couldn't pronounce. Mm you know, well, not Jim Freeman's last name, but I guess Dick Freeman's last name. And so he was just trying yeah. to, he kept going on it. it was, I thought that was hilarious. And then, That was really funny. Lolly Lollipop. I don't, I couldn't yeah. write them all down. Well, yeah, but exactly. It just, it just evolved so, so off course. 
wasn't there a scene where uh, there's a two like hippopotamuses, uh, you know, um, having relations, you know, and yes. then uh, the one of the the waiters goes, "You don't see that in New Jersey," and I'm like, "Oh, that <laughs> it's true. I live in New Jersey. You don't see hippopotamus." That's very, you know, very true. Hu- hugging each other is what I tell my daughters. A hugging. That's very, yeah. very appropriate. I did wanted to share a quick personal anecdote, though. So Frank and I, for our honeymoon, we actually went on a safari in Africa. I thought you were going to talk about hippopotamuses with him, Frank. I'm sorry. <laughs> my, my mind totally went somewhere, and I was like, what is this podcast rating? I'm that sorry. was a weird segue. I apologize. Continue, Michelle. I, I, I lost. I just stopped listening once you said, <laughs> I do want to talk about me and Frank. And... Yeah, we, we went to Africa for our honeymoon, and nice. it was amazing. And I just wanted to share that it really is a very magical experience. And I think that they kind of do evoke that in the movie. Um, you know, that one scene where the lion eats what they think is their baby cub yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it's it's very disturbing. I did see animals, uh, you know, eating each other. But there are moments when you're like, is this real? No, I, I think that that actual resort is real, right? It's like a real resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's looked like up. A, it's a real resort. Yeah, yeah. Again, Adam Sanders goes on vacation, basically. That's what he does. I know. He's, yeah. He's amazing. I want yeah. to like game the system to figure out how I can just get paid to go on vacation as well. You could do your podcast in Africa. There you go. That's a good idea. <laughs> so what are some things that, I mean, you're rating this movie a 9 out of 10. No. What are some things you don't like about this movie? I heard a chuckle, by the way, when you said 9 out of 10. Or <laughs> your, your, your sound system is no very judgment, clear. No yeah. judgment. Um, what are the things I don't like about the movie you said? Well, I think I think Joel McHale, Mark, I think he does a very good job. I, yes. I can't stand the guy. I, I watch um, like Communities. I really lo- 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 like that show. So I really like yeah. Joe McHale. But I thought he just did a really good job of being a jerk and just being a just a irresponsible dad. So I really didn't, I really couldn't stand him. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess that's the point, right? He, he, he was kind of a dick in this movie. Sorry, yeah. Dan Patrick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think... Um, I agree. Kevin Nealon and Jessica Lowe's character, so Ginger and Eddie. You know, mm-hmm. Ginger kept just exposing her, um, you know, her her adipose chest tissue, and just <laughs> I, I thought it was just like a little bit too far sometimes, you know, because um, you know there's Brendan. He was a kid and he was really into it. And I was like, man, I was like, what if like twelve girls look, look at this? But I think they had to had they had to find that one couple where it's like a guy who's like 55, 50 years older than than, than the girl. Yes, true. I didn't really have a problem with their depiction. For some reason, I bought their relationship. You know, it was kind of warm. They seemed to really like each other. And it was a genuine love. And she really wanted to get closer to his son, Jake. Mm, That's true. But I want to circle back. You did mention the rhinos um, hugging, as you call it. Yep, yep. They, that was just an example to me. I mean, it was funny. Don't get me wrong. But there are some really juvenile parts in this movie. Yeah. And there's some jokes that just didn't land well to me. And that's an example for me. It's like, it didn't really need to be in the movie. And then the guy... <laughs> it it absolutely <laughs> needed to be in the movie. It definitely did. Um. I, I was just like, oh, yeah, it doesn't happen in New Jersey. Like, these are just like really random lines to me that I was like, who is this movie for? But it's for you, Peter Lee. So I, I think I, 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 I like to uh, just tell the audience that I am a 36-year-old male, <laughs> uh, a father of three kids, 
a career in emergency medicine as a physician. <laughs> I'm just trying to justify, you know, because I think people might think that I am, you're speaking to a high schooler here. Um, <laughs> now that scene, I would say it's funny because yeah, it's very juvenile, but it mm-hmm. came out of left field. It's hilarious. You know, it's, and then this guy's like, oh, you won't see that in New Jersey. That is a hilarious quote because it just came out of nowhere. You didn't expect for him to say that. I thought it was <laughs> c- cinematic gold right there. But I think cinematic gold. And on your maturity level, I think it's a little different. Um, maybe you're better off watching um, what you call those Oscar movies, that, that, that one with the... Uh, uh, Minari, I, I, I didn't get Minari to be honest. With you didn't you. get was, Minari? No, I was like, what? I was like, first of all, why are they in like the middle of nowhere? Uh, second of all, are they just kind of like just milking chickens all day and stuff? Well, not milking chickens, we're talking about sex. And, they're, they're sexy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so I was it just I was like, oh man. I think there's a time and place for both movies to be able to to live and thrive. You know, I think if we're comparing Minari to Blended, yeah, that's true. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Stephen, you, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> Also, I mean, where is the nearest bubble tea? All right, you like, you, oh, the, for for Minari? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, I mean, again, I laughed, but I was like, why am I laughing? It, I'm mad at myself for laughing at these really cheap laughs. You, you should let yourself go. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I should let myself go. Just, yeah. just live in the moment. I guess this might just be more of a WTF. Also, is Lauren's son Brendan, the oldest one? He just has okay. so many weird mommy issues, and again, they were funny, but got to a point where it was like "Ooh, i'm kind of cringing this is a little uncomfortable yeah just can, a, it was a lot of that throughout yeah, I, the movie I, I, I can see that yeah yeah again i think um you know you, you're, you're taking this movie into a uh, a death that uh that <laughs> no one has ever thought about in terms of maturity level but uh, I, I applaud you for your resilience in that <laughs> I, uh, stop it yeah. other things for me you said you love Terry Crews' character. Oh, so, he was, he, he, I think he made the film. Like, in I the knew beginning. it. So I was watching yeah. this movie with you in mind again. Uh-huh. Like yeah. I was like, I know why Peter likes this movie. You know, he was busting out some Michael Jackson dance moves. Yes. And I was like, yes, that is so Peter. I've been to a few weddings with you and that move always comes out. <laughs> does that movie, does that still come out when you go to weddings these yeah, days? Yeah, it, it, it does. You know, I mean, <laughs> my, uh, I'm like, you know, I have back spasms sometimes. So, you know, the, the kick isn't as high. The uh, the hip movements and the gyrations aren't as fierce as before, but it's still, sure. it's still there. It's a, still you know, there. It's a, yeah. yeah, it screamed Peter Lee to me. I yeah. was like, I know why Peter likes this movie. But my problem, I guess, with this is just, it's kind of offensive, right? Like, Terry Crews as, I don't even know what his character's name is. Um, yeah, Nickens. Nickens. It's Nickens. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, fine, sure. He's the entertainer. But I feel like there was some kind of weird appropriation uh, of the mm. African people that I... I was like, oh, this is a little reductive. This might be a little insulting to them. But I don't know. I can't speak to that. I'm not African. But I did wonder and worry. I was like, are we laughing at them? Or are we just laughing at Terry Crews being Terry Crews? I, I would say, well, I mean, I've seen many movies of Terry Crews. And I feel like he's always uh, has his shirt off and always kind of dancing. Sure. Um and I, I love his one-liners. Uh, I think at the longest yard, when uh, one of the prison guards gets, I think, gets kicked in the uh, the testicle satchel, if you will, and he, and his, I think Terry Crews' character in that movie is Cheeseburger Eddie, and he uh, he goes he goes, you gotta protect the McNuggets. I mean, I think he's just that's his kind of character. 
Sure. Um, you know, again, you know, you and I are not, you know, African American or African, so we do we can't really right uh, speak for that. But I mean, it's also this movie was in twenty fourteen, right? I, fortunately, a lot of things have ch- changed and have, have progressed. Um, but yeah, no, you raise a good point. But I think Terry Crews, his character is very similar in all those movies. Um, mm-hmm. His okay. his pecs are still very 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 toned. Yeah. The titty dance. Exactly, exactly. And then, you know, where he uh, <laughs> he, he blows the flowers, too. I, yeah, it's just, I mean, he's, yeah. Oh, so outrageous. I mean, yeah. again, I did laugh, but it's, maybe it's one of those things where you rewatch it so many times, you're just, I, I, I don't know. There's something, you get used to the character and you love the character, you find them more and more endearing. Yeah. But I think because I have not as many rewatches under my belt about this movie, so much of it is just like, oh my gosh, this is so outrageous. But I, I can get it. With more watches, there's more ease to it. I, I, yeah, no, I, I like that. More watches, more ease, yeah. And more, yeah. Um, and also maybe lowered expectations, I think is what you have to get to the level. Uh, totally, totally, <laughs> totally. Random note, I've, I've seen Terry Crews once in person. Um, really? I was eating out at a restaurant with my family. I think the restaurant was quality Italian in Midtown. And okay. this big guy walks by and he was really dressed up. He was like in a suit. And I think he was coming from doing an interview like at late night or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's him. Yeah. Cause he's so big and obviously he has security and stuff like that. But when you're sitting down at a restaurant, you look up, you're like, Oh my gosh, that that's Terry Crews. Very hard to miss. Did you say hi at all? Or he was just too I far? didn't. He like <laughs> walked by so fast and I think yeah. he got like a private room. Wow. Oh, must be nice. Terry Crews. <laughs> So one other thing that I think that hasn't really aged particularly well, and again, maybe the times are sensitive, Mm -hmm. it's 2021, I found myself chuckling, but then again, like questioning, should I be laughing at this, was the whole bit about Adam Sandler's two daughters being kind of androgynous looking and people not being able to determine what gender they were, Mm. and then kind of being teased about it. You know, times have changed. We don't really outwardly shame people who are sexually ambiguous i guess no, correct yeah in this movie it's done in a matter of like dad not knowing how to have like a more feminine touch correct yeah so that's kind of where i'm differentiating the two but mafana not being able to identify <laughs> the girls as girls was like uh, okay you know i'll let it slide i guess but i definitely just wanted to call it out because yeah times have changed and I don't know if this movie were to be made today, if that would be like a, a comedic point. I definitely, that's a great point. I think definitely things would have been, they would do a little differently. I think they would have to focus more on the fact that, um, you know, Adam Sandler has, as a father, has very little kind of experience with raising girls. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think it was, it was uh, you know, Bella Thorne played by Hillary. Like, I think she just had her uh, her period, right? And he didn't, yeah. know what to, he didn't know what to do. And I think maybe it was showing that, you know, they just lost their mom to cancer. Their mom used to help her out with all this stuff. And now Adam Sandler does not know what to do. He's a little confused. He, he goes to the store. And then same way, um, Lauren Reynolds, you know, played by Drew Barrymore, um, her, her oldest is experiencing probably, you know, naked girls. And he's dreaming about <laughs> the, babysitter. the babysitter. Exactly. <laughs> so she doesn't know what to do. And so I think that's what they're kind of building up to the point that, you know, there's certain figures that they have experience with. And I think, you know, Adam Sandler can help with the boys and Drew Barrymore can help with the girls. And not necessarily that they, they can 
be boys if they want, can be girls if they want. They can mm-hmm. be girls, can be boys, boys can be girls, but more like there's still these, you know, normally bodily functions that these kids are confused about. Right. And, and I think that's where, I think they're building a story where, you know, both sides have something to offer to have that blended family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mufana does make a joke about not knowing, like, the, the kids' the kids sex and then saying that, oh, the girls need to wear makeup and stuff like that. But I think that's something that I think it was made in 2021. They would probably had to edit that out and mm-hmm. focus more on, on the other side of character development of why this family fits so perfectly well. So mm-hmm. yeah, 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 absolutely. But I think, you know, ultimately it is a really sweet depiction of a blended family, you know, like mm-hmm. mom and dad have their roles and some kids need a mom figure when mom is not there and, you know, vice versa with the dad figure. So yeah, it's a challenge to navigate. Ultimately it is, it's very sweet. It's about these, these kids and these parents mm-hmm. And I think in the end, like the, the the kids are happy, right? And then uh, yeah, and I think um, Adam Sandler still wants a boy, so he he keeps making uh, Hillary Freeman eat what like tri tri tips pork chops, right? And yeah. then she she she's dating like that. It was Jake who basically is like the uh, little scarecrow. Vampire. He calls yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that, that's his core. That's that's Adam Sandler's corny jokes, right? And um, yeah. I think That's maybe true. maybe because it's dad jokes. Maybe dads will like this movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're a dad, so that tracks also. You know exactly. Yeah, and I'm um, immature too, so maybe immature <laughs> dads would would rate this nine out of ten. I love it. Yeah. There's a whole group of you out there. I'm sure that would really five point five, Michelle. What, <laughs> is this just comedy that you do, or is it like you do you do, oh you do rom coms, right? Do I only do rom coms. Well, so I'm realizing five point five might be a little bit harsh. Yeah, yeah. I'll bump it up to a six. You are like that pizza guy. You're just like Dave Portnoy. You can you're never impressed with these pizzas. That's what you are. You know. Wait, what? You, you know Dave Portnoy, right? The uh, the pizza guy. The uh, no, Barstool who's Sports? the pizza guy? You don't know Dave Portnoy, uh, Barstool Sports. No. Well, he, he's. I think the past couple of years has been blowing up, and we're there in a pandemic. But he just goes around eating pizzas, and he rates them. And once he rates them, these pizzas, like their pizza stores, go crazy. Like really? sales go crazy. Yeah. Like we have a model. He went to uh, Columbia Inn, rated pizza, and he gave it like an eight point seven or something, which is like a pretty high score. His scores usually like between six and seven. Mm. And their business was booming. There's billboard signs everywhere on their pizza box. It says the score of the Barstool Sports. Wow. I Frank definitely knows this guy, and he's just uh, the, 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 he's pretty much killing that right now. So I'm yeah. like this this pizza guy because yeah yeah you're like uh you're you're very uh picky with your scores yeah it is. yeah it's true I I Man. do find that the movies that I tend to give higher scores to are ones that I have nostalgia for correct or yeah. ones that really transport me to a lot of love like yeah. I feel the the love story unfold really well or it's really funny so this movie unfortunately doesn't really give me a lot of that mm-hmm. doesn't have the nostalgia factor for me it didn't make me cry it didn't make me like burst out into laughter but i get it maybe i'm not the the demographic for this movie yeah. um maybe it is dads who grew up watching adam sandler but i can still appreciate this ridiculous. maybe maybe you hate maybe you hate love michelle <laughs> what was the highest score that you gave for a rom-com what movie I is think- a nine. I think there are like huh. two movies I've given a nine so far on the podcast. Uh, I mean, are you allowed to tell me? It, it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I gave Notting Hill a nine, huh. and um, she's the man. I think I gave a nine. So Notting Hill, I like the soundtrack. It had Ronan Keating, right? Was that the one? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that's why I, I do like that. I never seen the movie. 
but I know that soundtrack. You haven't? No, no, but I like the soundtrack. <gasps> Peter. Yeah, it's I, on I, Netflix right now. No excuses. So, you know, I, I was pretty primed up tonight to watch um uh, you're going to think I'm hilarious. This is this is why we have very different taste in movies. Was, <laughs> oh no, tell me. Um I was go- I was going to watch um there's this show on Paramount Plus that I've been watching right now called The Neighbors. Okay. It's about it's a, it's a TV uh it's a TV series with a it's about a black family and a white family and the white family just moved to the black neighborhood and it's just a lot of they make jokes about white people they make jokes about black people um <laughs> and and they get together and it's hilarious it's super corny and cheesy but in yeah. the end it's going to it's a movie about world peace just you wait but um, Right right no um, I get that I get that but it's very straightforward like this movie is very straightforward Whereas, like, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, so I'll bring it up again. Minari, right? Like, it's not necessarily... It just doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Why would an Asian family live? And then there's no stairs to that tractor trailer. He's living like, his dream, Peter. He wants to build a farm. And his wife's going to divorce him. His wife just wants to, like, Yeah. But, you know, what, like, that's real. Yeah. You're not going to find me in Minnesota or Arkansas, all right? I think <laughs> Grace would punch me in a thyroid before we get there, so... Yeah, yeah. It, it's an escape, you know, like, these silly movies and tv shows that we watch and i i'm not above that by any means i watch a lot of ridiculous outrageous cinema you know sometimes the imdb score has no bearing on me like 4.9 i'll be like sure i'll watch it frank will be like absolutely not we're not gonna watch a 4.9 movie i'm like why not if it's gonna entertain you for an hour and a half there's no yeah, harm in it it depends how sophisticated you are i, I feel i feel frank's pretty sophisticated out there so <laughs> he's not so. Uh, no, Peter, no, he's not that sophisticated. Um, all right, so Notting Hill, nine, nine out of ten, I think I get it because that that mm-hmm. song, like again, it's the what you associate these movies and song with. Mm-hmm. When you say nothing at all, I think it was in college. I loved that song. I really, mean, it, it reminds me of maybe one, one or two girls right now from college, which will we'll, <laughs> we'll keep it quiet. But um, you know, it's 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 cute, you know, and I really do appreciate it. And I and yeah. it's um but then you go from from that to she's the man and you get Dude, nine come points. on. She's the man's a great movie. Um, have, have you seen I, it? I have. I, I like it because of the soccer part. Yes. But it's a soccer movie. Yeah, yeah. But you it's got Chan, Chan Tatum, who probably is a little fat right now. Um, no, he's he's in the best shape of his life right now. Really? I saw him do an interview on Jimmy Fallon the other night. He looks amazing. Sure I think there was editing. a period where he gained some weight. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm body shaming Channing Tatum by any means. Yeah. He should do whatever he wants. But I think he was getting ready for a film and he looks the same as he did like five years ago. I mean, you know, at the peak of Channing Tatum. Interesting. All right. Good for Channing Tatum. Yeah. And, and, and Bynes, I, I like her. She, wasn't she a Disney character too? Uh, she was like a Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's, she, she's got like a, a tattoo on her cheeks now. Her cheek now, I think. Yeah. Right? yeah. She's kind of gone through some time hard times, I think, yeah. but that doesn't diminish my love for that movie. Yeah, it's not bad. But it's just the one where she has a nosebleed and they, they, they put a tampon in the nose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's actually kind of funny because when I see patients in the ER, they, they have nosebleeds. and I, I do, do they use tampons? I, sometimes I said tampons do work pretty well. They actually, I mean, we have something called a rhino rocket, which is something kind of similar, but it's a, it's a tampon will do its trick. So I uh, I, uh, I must give Amanda Mines, Mines <laughs> credit, credit for uh, that medical evidence. There you go. Nine out of ten. That's 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 very generous. I know. I know. It's again. There's no like science behind the ratings and the scores, but I can I can appreciate and respect your nine out of ten of this movie. I think it's the uh, the affiliation I have with the movie Dead, and it's a, I feel like it's a pretty funny movie. But it's I think funny. It is funny. Your your reaction is very similar to I think my wife and maybe two 
uh, 92% of the people that watch the movie with me. So there's that 8% that love it and think it's pretty good. Well, I love, I respect it. I love that yeah. you will like throw down for this movie. Oh, no, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll go to war. This, uh, this movie has been snubbed by Oscars every year. It should be released every year. Yeah, I had to. I had to rent this movie. It's not streaming anywhere right now. You had to rent it. Wow, I'm sorry you had to spend. Yeah, money I rented on, on Amazon. Do you own this movie? Uh, I have it on Plex, which is like a, a like a streaming service we have. Yeah. So. Oh my uh, gosh, you are fancy with all the streaming services. Yeah. No, we uh, we have we have a lot here. It's, uh, <laughs> but you got three kids. You have to entertain them somehow. It's, I guess. So it's, it's always the money. I need to condense them all. Well, I think the next question is pretty obvious, but curious to see if you got anything out of it. But uh, general themes, for me, it was just clearly family, which we've talked mm-hmm. a lot about. I think it's Im- this movie at the end, it shows that, you know, it's important to show up for each other. You know, we have Jim running to the baseball field at the end, yep. trying to root on Tyler, which was a really, really sweet moment. And this also struck me, you know, I'm not a parent, so, you know, I, I maybe take in this movie a lot differently than you do, obviously, but... Parents are doing the best they can. We see Lauren, Drew Barrymore's character, is divorced to Joel McHale, who's, mm-hmm. as you said, he's just a complete jerk. But I love that he's he's got this smirk on his face the entire time. He's He knows he's this macho guy and above everybody else. But yeah, he played that really, really well. But divorce is never easy. Mm-hmm. And I think we see Lauren kind of just hanging on by a thread and she's just doing the best she can as a single mom. And same with Jim's character, you know, his wife died from cancer and he's, yeah, you know, I'm sure parents are just doing the best they can given the circumstances. I think you put that very eloquently and more than I could have ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm going to have to agree. What Michelle said was pretty good. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I think you're right. It's just more that, you know, I think we you do everything for, for, for your kids. And I think this was a movie and, you know, it's not like 51st dates or it's not like um, the wedding singer where Adam Sandler spent half the movie kind of sulking. Right. Mm-hmm. This one was basically, they both put their kids before their feelings. Right. They want to mm-hmm. make sure that their kids hearts were protected before they kind of got into relationship. And I think it was, um, it's, it's noble. And I think it's, it's very common. Divorces are common kids have a hard time um you can see halfway through the movie the i think the the younger daughter was still leaving saving a seat for her mom right mm. that that's sad i think that's and that's yeah. real too and that's something that um it took time to heal and i think uh so that's part of that movie and i think we should focus on scenes like that that's you know that's that's a rom-com but that's also that's pretty that's pretty deep for for a comedic movie for, for a little girl to do that you know yeah, yeah, that's a great segue because that was actually one of my favorite scenes. Mm. So I think it's the daughter Espen, who yeah, Espen, yeah, yeah, who has I guess I don't know what the best way to say it is like invisible mommy is how yeah. the youngest daughter Lou says it. So she talks to mom, saves seats and saves you know spots on the bed for their mom. But yeah, at the towards the end when she shares with her dad that mom might not be coming around that much anymore but she's mm-hmm. really sad about it and she's like opening her heart for lauren yeah that scene was a really emotional one i didn't cry but i felt it you know i was like wow a lot of kids who deal with a death of a parent or a loss of a parent really it must that's a really really hard way to to cope and there as you said like there's a lot of healing that has to happen so yeah that was a real moment for me and I think that's uh, that's something that goes, you know, against time. You know, divorce, mm-hmm. cancer, cancer, death. That's uh, you know, regardless of the movie was made in nineteen twenties versus now, that's all mm-hmm. 
unfortunately still going to happen. So Yeah, yeah. That was a really sweet moment. Do you yeah. have any other favorite scenes in the movie? Well, um, you know, judging by your uh, your um, negative reviews of this movie, uh, I'm going to try to fit, p- pick a more uh, mature scene. I, was, I, uh, I did like the scene where the far- they went to the pharmacist and she, she was talking about like, oh, Maxi Pat, she's like, I need four of them wrapped around together now. Do you remember that scene? <laughs> um, but I guess I will not say that's one of my funny, funny scenes. That was a great scene. That was a good one. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, but, uh, you know, this it's no, no Minari, Michelle, all right? It's no Minari. <laughs> I think uh, I think I, I, I liked it when they were uh, they started to kind of everyone started to kind of turn around a little bit at the end. It was I think it, it was it was a scene where he um, Adam Sandler took uh, I think the youngest boy to go uh, ride that ostrich, you know. And I think uh-huh. yeah, I mean no, I mean it was it was the part where like he started you know because I think that the sons were very defensive for, for Drew Barrymore, right? And mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. they finally they gave you know. Adam Sandler, the, the, t- the time of day. I, I, I thought that was a scene. Because if I was like, if I, you know, my parents were divorced and my mom started dating somebody else, I would be very defensive. I would, you know, lash out and I would rebel. And so mm-hmm. for, for me to smile and have a good time with this guy, this stranger, it's uh, it would take me more time than, than, than that. But Right. Think, Especially yeah. if you like, like your dad, you know, and yeah. you don't understand why your parents were splitting up. That must yeah. be really really hard position to be in for sure and also if you watch the end the credits they have like scenes where there's a dancing with the with the uh i guess the, the local community and i thought, mm-hmm. I thought that was that was nice too yeah i i, yeah. I again i thought of you i was like yeah i know peter likes to dance maybe it's a dancing maybe i need a dancing part that's why <laughs> yeah. again that makes sense one of the more lighthearted scenes that i really really liked was when larry slash hillary walks in with this makeover and then all the different songs play for oh, yes. every individual that just it really uh, made me laugh out loud. It was like, it's the end of the, end of the world, right? Yes. And yes. I'll, I'll make love to you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and there's one more, I think. It's I'm Every Woman. Oh, yeah, that's is, right. Yeah. 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 And then there's another scene later on when Lauren walks in with that fabulous black dress and the same songs play again, but for different people. I just, so it was, it was a good, funny, comical moment for me. It's, it's all connected. See, Michelle? There you go. Yeah. Love, love, Michelle. I do. I know. I love love, but I'm also very hard on love. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm a pray. I'm a pray for you, Frank. <laughs> um, okay. So my personal favorite segment is the WTF moments. So these mm-hmm. are the plot holes and most unrealistic moments of the movie. So I will say that there are so many in this movie, but I picked out a few. Do you have any WTF moments? So you're saying most unrealistic part of the movie, right? Yeah, like things that just make zero sense to you. Um, the one where Drew Barrymore, they're, um, I guess she's, what is it? She's on the the, the parachute, right? And then yes. the, the car runs out of gas. Mm-hmm. And well, well, it's pretty funny because the driver's sleeping. Um, <laughs> and then they just make, make her run as fast as you can. And yeah. she, I mean, being a, you know, ER doctor and a trauma physician that, uh, she would have broken every bone in her body is what <laughs> would have actually happened. <laughs> um, but I, I thought that part was a little corny, you know, just doing that. But, um, yeah, yeah it's, that it's, was... it's, it's what makes the movie, I guess. So, well, so the same scene, the WTF for me was they're shouting at each other and I'm like, there's no way they can hear each other. She's all the way. I don't know how many feet up off the ground she is. And he's yelling at her, but it seems like they can hear each other with such clarity. And I was like, there's no way. But absolutely, when she makes it to the ground, there's no way she doesn't hurt herself. Oh, you uh, you really took that to the next level there with the sound <laughs> decibels. I mean, 
I can get very nitpicky. Yeah. I mean, then I, I, we could have said that, that the guy definitely could have got a refund on his vacation and didn't have to give it to these two people too. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's also one of the other ones was uh, we skipped right past the way they get to Africa. It just, it happened so quickly. We're like, oh, okay, I guess they're in Africa now without knowing that the other person is in Africa. Oh, that's true. Do you mean like the passports and visas and stuff? Is that or just... just... No, it's just like... Yeah, I I don't know. It just fast forwarded so quickly. I, I, see, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one can say is you know that uh, in Minari that that house really burned out really <laughs> fastly too. You know, how did that happen? The old lady was just trying to light up a garbage can, and the house went on fire two seconds later. So I have to say though, I do appreciate the fact that you did watch Minari. I don't know how this became a Minari pod. Yeah, it's, but, I'm, um, I mean, I, I apologize to Minari. I, uh, no. <laughs> Did you, you wanted to watch that movie or yeah, was it was No, I, I was forced to. Um, no, I, I wanted to because, you know, it, you know, I was trying to support the API and I thought, you know, this is something that's going to, it was, it was nominated. And then I reminded myself that most Oscar nominated movies are not something that I would watch. I mean, The King's mm. Speech, I watched 30 minutes into it. I'm like, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, it's time to go back to, uh, I think my kind of movies are the ones where, you know, Gerard Butler or... You know, The Rock has a strange relationship and it's about to get divorced and then The Rock goes around and go fights a hurricane or Gerard <laughs> Butler goes goes punches comets from the sky. And those are it. those are my kind of movies, I think. So I appreciate that. I love those yeah. kind of movies too. Yeah. No thinking involved. Yes, yes. That yeah. is that is very true. Yeah, same with this movie. There's not a whole lot of thinking involved, so I get it. It's it's a fun, digestible movie. Exactly. No, it's 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 very easy to digest. It's it's mm-hmm. it's gluten free. Gluten free, yeah. exactly. Is it dairy free as well? Oh uh, no, it's a little bit. You gotta just take it, take it in acid with it. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the ending of this movie? Um, I I did think it was a little fast though, you know. But I, I think mm. it was the the middle part of plot on the, the development, and then because you know it's kind of like she went from like oh that's it, you know I I, I don't want to date you mm-hmm. to like oh I brought flowers to her house and then coincidentally mm. met Joe McHale. And then there, I think there, there are minivans past each other. Right. So, yeah. um, but I think it was basically just, they, they just need to wrap it up basically. Yeah. Again, can't uh, expect like a drama, drama movie, but I think it was more just, it, it was nice. It was nice that they ended it in a, uh, in a, in a baseball field. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I did read this online, but I said that if you look from, from the, the, I guess the sky view, at the end, the baseball field is supposed to, they made it, and the people standing, they made it into the shape of Africa. Yeah, you know, I saw that trivia point too, and I, I didn't notice it when I watched the movie, but interesting. So it's like, maybe it's like a <clears throat> shout out to Africa to, to thank you. Thank you, Africa. <laughs> shout for, out for, to for Africa. Having the Sandler family on vacation. So, so ridiculous. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The movie, it was fine to me. Like, obviously, they had to end it somehow where they mm-hmm. get back together. It was really fast. There was no real grand gesture, you know, like he just showed up yeah. and then that was it. But for me, it was appropriate in the sense that it happened at the baseball game where like the families were present. So that Correct, made yeah. sense. I did think this movie was a little too long. It's almost two hours. And to your point, like it does just kind of accelerate really, really quickly when once they get back from Africa. You know, dad jokes are never too long. You know, it could just keep <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I agree. It was... There was a lot, a lot to do in this movie, you know? You're right. You're right. Yeah. I, you know, as we were talking about the emotional moments with the kids and about, you know, they have to plant the seed about the kids missing mom. Like, uh, yeah, a lot has to happen. But again, that's why I was like, maybe that 45 seconds with the rhino and the you don't see that in New Jersey. Like, I didn't need that. <laughs> you know, I would have much uh, rather have had more like love story develop or 
Jack kind of probably <laughs> made the movie, Michelle. I mean, do you, have you ever seen Air Force One? Of course. You know that scene where Harrison Ford goes, get off my plane, you know? Yes. I, I, I equate, you don't see any jersey to, to that scene. Oh, come on. All right, all right. Okay. <laughs> so, that is an iconic role or it, an iconic it line. It is. But I mean, the uh, this was before, I think, CGI, the, the plane going down the water lo- lo- looked like me throwing a paper airplane into a bathtub is what it looked like. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a minute, but uh, yeah. I do appreciate that. That movie was actually very tense for me when I watched it for the first time. Look at you in a minute. That's a that's a that's a, you're so woke, Michelle. You must be. Stop you must it, be. Peter. You must be drinking a lot of coffee. <laughs> dad joke. Dad you joke. and your dad jokes. I mean, again, I'm not a parent, so maybe I might answer these a little bit differently than you. But did you think these characters were relatable in any way? Hmm. You know, knock on wood, I haven't gone through a divorce. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I can see, you know, like if kids having similar uh, reactions and, you know, rebellious phases or lonely phases or kind of phases where or death in the family, I, I can see that happening. So, yeah, I, I would I would say it's it's relatable from, from a kid's perspective. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't really find any of the characters relatable in, in mm-hmm. terms of like finding love in that aspect, you know, and mm-hmm. obviously the parenting aspect I didn't identify with. But thinking about Larry again, I identified with her a little bit because, yeah, we've all gone through an awkward teenage phase where yeah. we want to get the boys attention, but are really super self-conscious. And then, you know, you have dad there just embarrassing you in front of the guy like there's that one line when they're playing basketball and he's like is it the bra just take (laughs) off the bra you don't need it anyway and oh my gosh i'd be mortified if my dad said that in front of the guy i liked yeah that's something that i could see myself saying i know i I could i could see you saying that all right i'm gonna try and stay woke okay i'll stay woke But yeah, I think it's just a really, the characters are just likable because again, they're played by Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, who are just inherently incredibly likable people. So that's, you know, it's not too far of a a get, I guess, in terms of liking these characters. But okay, so you mentioned Mafana earlier as a favorite character. Mm. Is that, is that right? Yeah, I am. Because I'm I'm thinking about his other movies. He's in one, I think, with um, another Adam Sandler movie he's in with, uh, I think he was the the pastor he was trying to, uh, it was the one with vanilla ice you oh know, i don't know oh, if i've seen that one that's my boy that's my boy oh my gosh no i have not seen that one i think he he was the pastor and i think it was like the wedding and everything was messed up and i think there's one scene where i think he just goes um he just starts laughing he goes oh white people and then it's just <laughs> it's just it's just so funny and i think but that movie was i think it was in 2012 so it's like uh two years earlier but again it just shows like that you know adam sandler uses this yeah. very similar cast because mm-hmm. you know he, he wants to get get more screen time with these people so absolutely yeah so my favorite character is jen who we actually haven't talked about yet jen is lauren's best friend mm. so mm. she's played by the actress wendy mclendon covey yes she's in a I couple movies her... right yeah i know her from bridesmaids She's definitely in that. That's right. It just every bit of hers was really, really funny. Mm-hmm. I think she's the kind of best friend that I would like. I, I wrote down, uh, she'll stand up for you. She'll steal yes. a fancy dress for you. And she'll somehow hook you up on a trip to Africa. Correct. These are all qualities that I would like to have in a best friend. So she's got my vote for my favorite character. You know, I I, I remember her in Reno 9-11. So I think this is where oh, I have very, okay. two different, two very different uh uh characters <laughs> taste in uh 
in shows and movies. Oh, uh, yeah, I've yeah. never, I don't watch Reno 911. Yeah, no, it's pretty vulgar and not <laughs> just, just very stupid. Mm -hmm. Again, c comedic excellence. Um, yeah. but, and I, I agree she, 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 she's great they, they have like a job together but she's very defensive for her friend so that, that is true I, I could see that I, I, I could see you, you liking her friend like that so the, actually the WTF here is that she says that she and Dick love each other but then she's shocked when she finds out that he has five kids like how did they Correct. get to love before she even knew that he had five kids hmm. yeah that was a, a little bit of a not loophole but just uh -huh. WTF Maybe she, it was like kind of you know when you puppy love or you know when you just start dating and you think you're in love mm. in like middle school and then but then this at the at the end she gave him a chance right and, uh, yeah she's yeah. going to buy toilet paper for the team exactly exactly so do you think Lauren and Jim stay together oh that's a good question that's a pretty cynical question Michelle <laughs> there needs to be a blended too. I would like to think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I would. And I think uh, Jim's previous wife that died, I think, would want him to be happy and to find someone like Lauren, you know, because mm -hmm. Lauren loves loves uh, Jim's kids, loves the daughters, and I think that's something that all mothers want. What's that other movie with, uh, gosh, my wife loves him? Uh, it's like Nicholas Sparks' movie or, mm. or book. The Notebook? No, not The Notebook. Um and Robin from um, How I Met Your Mother, she's in it too. Oh, okay. It's called you know? Safe Haven. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, Robin's actually, you know, a spoiler ghost. alert. Right, yeah. right? Yeah, spoiler um, alert. Sorry. But, like, you know, then Robin likes that girl, right? And approves it. Well, what's the guy's mm -hmm. name again? Uh, Josh Dumel. That's right. Oh, Grace loves Josh, Josh Dumel. She's, yeah, he's yeah. dreamy. I, I, I confess. I find him very attractive as well. Yeah, he's, he's all right. He's not that, that Well, Grace <laughs> likes him and uh, Chris Hemsworth. And I mean, what's not to like? I'm with yeah, Grace on this. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth is, the, is my worst enemy. He's a <laughs> But, oh, this is a perfect example of, like, of like, you know, what parents look for. So Grace loves Chris Hemsworth because she saw a picture of Chris Hemsworth holding his kids on a plane, mm. putting them to sleep. Let me tell you. First of all, that looks like a private jet. It looks like <laughs> the four all pairs they have in the background put the kid to sleep. And yeah. put them on a, put them on his shoulders for a picture opportunity. Okay, all right. You know what? <laughs> try that. Try that ish on a subway, man. All right. Try it on the subway, like like a commoner. All right, holding kids on the subway. Get out of here. I love how you're threatened by Thor. I well, you know what? He's Thor, but I'm more. <laughs> there you. Oh my gosh, Peter. I love it. I love call, it. Call me butter because I'm on a roll. <laughs> oh, um, I agree with you. I don't. I mean, I I hope that they make it. I think that they will, just because mm -hmm. they both seem like people who really prioritize their kids' happiness. And I don't think that they would put themselves or kids in a situation where it's not serious. You know what I mean? So correct. Uh, do they get married? I don't know, but I think that they, you know, until the uh, the all the kids go to college and then they get divorced. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's <laughs> that's, that's. I think they give it a cynical. fair shot. Yeah. So. I, I try to come up with a question for you since you're a family man. Um, you're a dad of three and mm -hmm. Adam Sandler is also a dad of three and they go to Africa. Is there like an ideal vacation that you would take your, your kids on? Oh, good question. Have you thought about this for spring break or something like that? We have. Um, we're very much like beach people. Um, mm. So we, we've gone to, um, you know, all of our vacations before the pandemic have been just Florida, Turks and Caicos, Aruba. Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, you get the idea, right? The Caribbean. Yeah. But we do want to go take a trip to Europe sometime. Mm. 
but that's I think when the kids are a little bit older, they can walk around a bit more. Um, and I think my oldest daughter, I think, has a personality where she'll plan everything, the itinerary, and you know, just research everything for us. And so I'm wait, how old are your kids now? Chloe's my oldest. She's five, but she's like just the one of the most responsible people. She just takes care of her mm. little sister and brother. Um, so I think I, I see that in her, and it'd be good. Mm-hmm. So then she kind of explained to me what what the heck's going on, because I, I I've been to Europe once, and I, I went to like the Louvre, and I was there for like two seconds. I saw the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. That's in the Louvre, right? Yeah. So. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, we were supposed to. We were in England. We were supposed to go to to bathe Bath, which is like a really great city or town. Mm-hmm. And we missed a bus because I got stuck in a soccer shop for two hours. <laughs> um, so I mean, museums are they're not boring for me, but I just you know I'm yeah I'm just more about getting the kebab and fries and sitting outside. So uh, so yeah, <laughs> but I think we should do an Europe trip, and I think. The, the kids would, you know, maybe in middle school when they still mm. think, still, 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 they still think we're cool and they want to hang out with us. But, you mm-hmm. know, but for now, it's just a lot of, a lot of beach trips. We beach just go to, trips. Go, go to resort and just sit there and play in the sand. And I have a, a slightly sweet alcoholic drink. Well, really sweet alcoholic drink. I was going to say, is pina colada your drink of choice? I, I, I like a mojito, you know, it's like, a, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I think Grace is more of a heavy, uh, you know, she can handle her alcohol more than I can. So I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, she orders like a beer. I mean, I order a beer and then she orders like a drink with an umbrella and then we switch it later, you know. I love it. Yeah, that tracks though. You know, beach vacations, I I admittedly am not really into beach vacations. I could see that cuz you uh you like to explore and go to museums. Yeah, and... I I think I'm changing though. I'm growing a little bit because I do like the city kind of escape where you go and you see these historical sites and you visit mm-hmm. world famous museums and you eat at these really really nice restaurants. But I'm starting to lean towards the, let's just take it easy. Like, I, I do want to go and just hang out on a beach. I may need, like, uh, you know, some activities still. Like, I don't think I can mm. sit on a beach all day. That that doesn't really excite me that much, I think, at least for days on end. I could do it for a day, but then I need to break it up with something. Well, excursions, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And traveling with three kids, I bet, is... You gotta you gotta tailor your your vacation choices. I would yeah, assume. And, and there's naps and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Well, only one diaper now, but uh, you know, thank God for uh for for YouTube and YouTube Kids and goldfishes and breast mm. milk. Breast milk really helps. It really calms the kids. So, <laughs> and it calms me too. So. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk music in this movie. Mm. What are your thoughts? Um. You mean uh, the the music in, in those scenes, or you mean like the the African tribal music? I mean music overall, or? yeah. What are your what are your general feelings about the music included in this movie? I, I didn't think. I mean, I didn't focus much on the on the, on the music. I, I didn't see this as being a uh, a notable soundtrack. To be quite honest mm-hmm. with you, did, did you have opinions on that? Or I mean, no, not really. I didn't notice any music either. Just beyond the scenes that I mentioned, like this is the end of the world and boys to men and I'm every woman, but those, I didn't really hear any other like popular songs playing in the background. I did notice, however, I did. So I looked up the soundtrack on Spotify and the Terry Crews songs are included on the soundtrack. So if you want to hear Terry Crews singing, it's available (laughs) on Spotify. That's hilarious. I I see it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say the music, like in, the, in that scene, it's like our generation's music, right? It's it's mm-hmm. like you, know, you got boys to men. It's it's relatable to us too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, but nothing really super like stuck out to me. 
Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say this movie is notable for, for a soundtrack. Right. It's not, it's not no Notting Hill there, all right? There you go. No Ronan mm-hmm. Keating for you. Yeah, what a great love song. It's a good one. It's a good yeah. one. So I know you love this movie, mm-hmm. but do you think you're alone? Like, it seems like you understand why I'm coming in with my score the way I am, but do you think this is a beloved film? Um, maybe not. I, to be honest with you, I don't really kind of care what people think about this film. Sure, um, that's fair. Because I think I, I associate with kind of just having friends around, family around, and just having some stupid laughs. You know, I mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. I think that's why I like, and I think maybe that's why we sometimes have appreciation for movies that other people might think like why, and I think it's because we have our own personal kind of testimony of where we are, what we're doing, and mm-hmm. the emotions it brings during that time. So I think. You know, I have nothing but but happiness. You know, for for, for yeah. this movie, like example, like Titanic. I I didn't. My notable part was Titanic. I think was because it was the first time I saw boobies on uh, on, on on in the movie theater. You know, the, says that's, the doctor. The first uh, time I saw boobies. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Titanic was like 1997, right? I was like, yeah, like, yeah. But you know, so that's what I think about. I'm sorry, sorry guys. Titanic was like a great movie, people, and for me, it's just boobies. <laughs> no, but also that one part in Titanic where like the the old couple just hug each other waiting to die. Mm. That was sad, yeah. That was a really um, heart wrenching moment, yeah. Yeah, so just old people dying and boobies. That's that's but you know, that's what I what it comes down to. Did you see this movie in theaters when it came out? Like do when you remember it, the first time you saw this movie? Uh I think it was at home. No, I uh Okay. I probably wouldn't have paid money to watch it in theaters. Um to be honest with you, I haven't seen my last movie I've seen in theaters would maybe Crazy Rich Asians. Wow, okay. Oh, no, Frozen 2. Frozen 2, we had to go watch in the theaters. Ah. Yeah. I, I, I saw Frozen 2 in theaters, too. Did you? I uh, I thought Frozen 1 might have been a little better. But... Yeah, agree. Frozen 2 was a little um too mystical for me, mm-hmm. like too mm-hmm. magical. It didn't really make sense a lot in the real world, but that's okay. It was still really good. Um, Yeah, so for me, like, I, you know, I, I've already said this, that, this is the one that I've watched the least of the three Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. films. And I think I mentioned this, I think at the top is that we don't really see a lot of romance. Like that's not the main plot of this movie. The narrative is mostly like the families accepting each other and loving yeah. each other. So that's, that's not what I reach for when I want to watch a rom-com, mm. but it's a nice byproduct for sure. And there's no real iconic scenes or moments, but you know, again, I haven't seen this as many times as you have. So I think for you, a lot of these are like iconic scenes. The, the you, get, you don't see this in New Jersey kind of thing. That's yeah. that's an iconic one for you. And, and also, I mean, I, I would say like, you know, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore aren't like, they don't present themselves as the best looking in this film either. It's, mm. So it's like less about them. It's more about the kids and like mm-hmm, not, mm-hmm. not in Hill, like Julie Roberts, like Hugh Grant. He was gorgeous in that movie right and Mm -hmm. yeah um, you know before the alcohol but yeah but you know but like (laughs) sorry Hugh Grant but I think because because they're two good-looking people in that movie this one like uh, I mean Adam Sandler is not exactly they're not a good-looking guy but you know he's you know and Drew Barrymore always looks a little like frazzled right she's got her hair pulled back in most of the scenes Mm. Um, but even at the end you know I could see like the hair hers down a little bit she's relaxing herself and so I think maybe it's something like it's more about the families joined together and they focus mm-hmm. on that versus two good looking people singing yeah. Ronan Keating songs. Oh, I would say another WTF moment though is is the Hooters scene. I, I just didn't realize that his wife wore that Hooters, you know, like that was just mm. Yeah. Yeah, it did seem like a big of a a bit of a leap. Yeah. Fun fact is that 
in Big Daddy, Hooters is also kind of like an underlying gag or underlying joke. Hmm. He brings back people, but he also brings back like random plot lines from yeah. other movies. And I would say if it's a teacher moment, moment, you know, like that that quote that people are like, don't ever judge people. You never know what they're going through. Mm. You know, kind of like Drew Barrymore judged Adam Sandler. Like, why are you taking me to Hooters? Not knowing that Hooters is where his wife worked, right? And like mm-hmm. how his wife died, died cancer. I mean, all right, maybe a long stretch, but you know, it's just, there's a pur- purpose for that too, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Could have been Buffalo Wild Wings, I guess, but still. <laughs> uh, I I confess, I've actually never been to a Hooters before. I have not either. I think I got takeout there once. Oh, well, I hear their wings yeah. are very good. Maybe one yeah. day. So I, I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but do you have any thoughts on if this movie's aged well? Uh, well, probably not as well as other movies, I would say. Um, sure. You know, given the, the points that we mentioned. Yeah. I Yeah, you know, I already mentioned the, the few problems I had with this movie, but I, I will end this on a positive note mm-hmm. in terms of if it's aged well, is that I appreciated at the family moon that there were there was an Indian family, you know, there was some diversity in this movie. Yep. Granted, it did take place in Africa. So they, you know, obviously African locals were depicted in this movie, mm-hmm. but I did appreciate that there was an Indian family Correct. that also was attracted to Drew yeah. Barrymore. <laughs> oh, to Terry Crews, remember, right? Terry Crews? To Terry Crews. Yeah. But yeah. There's when, I think it's when Lauren walks down and then it's, I kissed a girl and I liked it. That song also yes. plays at some yes. point. I think that's when it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I think uh, Terry Crews does steal the the. the <laughs> she the, like throws her in. bra on stage. Cur- yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so uh, outrageous. There you go. This is a great AAPI film. That's that's the way we should sell it. Yeah. <laughs> so I have some trivia here for you. Okay. This movie was originally titled The Family Moon, but then oh. changed to Blended, which I actually think I like Blended better. Correct. Yeah, I did not know that. That's yeah. That's good to know. This is from Wikipedia. This is my resource. Okay. Uh, this movie opened the same weekend as X-Men, Days of Future Past, and Godzilla. Mm. And this movie, Blended, came in third place after that. Horrible people. Horrible. Why would you watch Godzilla? <laughs> have you seen the new Godzilla on HBO Max? I have not. I, I heard it was okay. It was entertaining. It was an yeah. escape. The name Espen for Adam Sandler's daughter, it actually came from a visit that Adam Sandler went to in a barbecue restaurant in Florida. Huh. The owner had pictures of his kids up and one of their names was Espen. So Adam Sandler asked if he could use the name in this movie. And of course the owner said, sure. See, that's what's good about Adam Sandler. He incorporates, he makes people feel appreciated. Yeah. You know, I changed my, I changed my score to a 10 now. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The band that sings backup for Terry Crews' character is Lady Smith Black Mombazo, which I've heard that name thrown around uh, in Mean Girls specifically. Oh. But yeah, it's a very popular uh, music group that's been oh. around since the 60s, apparently. Interesting. I, I did not know. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah, I'm looking right now. Oh, they were in uh, The Lion King 2. Simba's Pride. There you go. Yeah, I think it's a music group like, um, I don't know what the word, it's like a rolling, not acceptance, but you know, like people are always coming in and out of the group. Oh, I see. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So we mentioned Adam Sandler likes to incorporate his family in this movie. So I mentioned his daughter is the Little League game announcer. Uh, her name is Sadie, Sadie yes. Sandler. And then his wife, Jackie Sandler, is in a scene with in the craft room in Africa where I think a lot of the moms are talking about their blended families. Oh yeah. Yeah. So she's in there for a hot second. And then 
My last point of trivia is new to me. I'm not familiar with the sport of cricket, mm-hmm. but apparently the guy who teaches or who's throwing the ball to Tyler learning how to play baseball okay. is actually one of the f- most famous players of cricket. His name is Dale Stein. Huh. He's South African. And yeah, that's that's him. I don't know. Cricket's a very popular sport, I think, especially outside of America, too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's all the trivia I have. See? Don't, don't you feel better about this movie now? You know... You've you've fought for your movie, and I appreciate it. And I definitely can see why you like this movie a lot. Even as I was watching it with you in mind last night, I was like, oh, this tracks. I know why Peter likes this movie. But after talking to you about it, I understand why there's more of a heart for this movie. And I mm-hmm. totally respect that. But yeah, I think I'll, I'll land it a six. I, I enjoyed nice. it. It nice. was very funny. I don't know if it's something that I would really reach for if I'm looking for a rom-com. Mm. I, I I can respect that. Okay. Yeah, you know it's a good one, but it's not highly rewatchable movie for me. You have to uh, come over sometime, and I'll just force you to watch it again. <laughs> I'm sad to say, Peter, but we can wrap it up. This was really fun. Do you have any last thoughts, though? I, I do. Th- thank you for having me. This was definitely a pleasure. I'm glad that I can promote this film. People do associate <laughs> this film with me. You know, I feel like I'm the unpaid, unofficial sponsor for this film, but yeah. uh, it's it's definitely it's 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 a feel good movie. It's good times, and it's something you can play in the background. You know, when you have people over, if I had anything to say to the listeners, just just give love a chance. That's all. <laughs> give love a chance. Give yeah. blended a chance. I I do think that, however, I'll just end with this: is that if I did have a blended family, this movie might have more slightly more meaning to me. Mm. I'm not a parent. I don't have a blended family so the relatability is a little bit farther away for me for this movie but Got it. nine out of ten for you it is yep it's 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 two movies that i only, I only read the two movies ever <laughs> oh actually you know if you want to do rom-com what did you give love actually i think i gave that movie a seven or a 7.5 really yeah have you rewatched that movie recently i do i, I watch it pretty often um I, i've watched the edited one where there's not that like really uncomfortable fake porno oh, scene yeah mm-hmm uh, but again, I, I, it was a movie during, I think, college, and I was kind yes. of soaking myself in some relationship, probably, mm-hmm. you know, so I kind of associate with that. I really need to grow up a little bit, so I think that's probably why. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did talk about Love Actually on the podcast, and my takeaway from that movie was it was a really important movie for me at a point in my life, but yeah. re-watching it as a 30-something, it really, like... You know, I've grown up a little bit. Yeah. My views on love has changed a little bit. So That's a true. lot of those stories haven't held up. And plus, like, if you're like the, what, the prime minister, you really can't be flirting with your your staff, you know? It's yeah, like, a lot of problematic parts in, this, yeah. in that movie. Who, who did you love actually with? You don't know him. I did got it with it. a friend named Tim. Yeah. Got it, got it. Hopefully mm-hmm. Tim gave it a higher score than you did. <laughs> uh, I actually forget. I think he gave it the same score as I did. Maybe next movie we should just do a horror film. Maybe that would uh, <laughs> send her up. We'll room. let you choose the next one for yeah. sure. <laughs> well, thanks again, Peter. This was really fun. No, I, I, I had a blast. It was, uh, it was, it was a great, great time. To thank you for having me. And thank you for our listeners. And uh, hot dog. We should do this again sometime. <laughs> I appreciate your time. Thank you to all tuning in to another episode of Romcom Weekly. You can follow us on Instagram at Romcom Weekly and please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And let us know what you think of Blended. What would you rate this movie on a scale from one to 10?
and we'll chat with you again next week. Bye. Thank you.